Welcome back to Talking Headlines. I'm your host, Katie. And today we are going to start with debunking this myth that, or I guess it's a conspiracy, that we are going to get locked down again in the fall. So apparently, Alex Jones said that there were going to be new lockdowns this fall. And when I heard about it, I started looking into it. And I also got a request from somebody who was like terrified that we were going to be in another lockdown. I am no longer a salary employee, so I cannot afford to be locked down because I won't get paid. And I do not particularly want me and my dog to be homeless. So, of course, I went searching for answers to what the heck is going on. I looked at a bunch of articles, but this one from factcheck.org says no support for viral claim that COVID-19 lockdowns are returning this fall. It says in recent weeks, COVID-19 cases are estimated from wastewater data and COVID-19 hospitalizations have been on the rise in the U.S. This comes as the Omicron variant EG5 recently designated as a variant of interest by the World Health Organization became a newly dominant variant in the country. This has led some public health experts to suggest that some people, especially those at higher risk of severe COVID-19, wear masks when out in public and to be a bit more cautious about when contracting the coronavirus. In a few limited instances, colleges and companies have announced they will be requiring masks for the time being. But contrary to many viral social media posts, there is no indication of any government-ordered COVID-19 restrictions about to begin. So, basically, and this is exactly what I read, certain, pl- and this is what I told this person that recommended that I, that I talk about this, is that there are going to be certain places that wear masks. There are certain people that wear masks. But masks are just a thing now. And... Like, even I wear masks in certain in certain circumstances because I have sinus problems. And if there's a bunch of dust being kicked up, I can't breathe it in. Or I'll get a sinus infection and I'll, it'll knock out the vision in my left eye. Getting old is so fun. So masks are just a thing that are going to be around forever, probably. They're, the article goes on to say, in an August 18th episode of the Alex Jones show, the conspiracy theorist Alex Jones claimed sources within the federal government told him new lockdowns are coming. Specifically, he said a higher level manager in the Transportation Security Administration, TSA, everybody's favorite, told him that by mid-September, TSA and airport employees would be required to wear masks due to concern over the new variant in Canada. By mid-October, everyone would have to wear masks on airplanes, he said. Adding, he added that the public should expect by December to return to full COVID protocols. It's just not true. The thing about it is, is that, like I said, People are going to be wearing masks. I saw, when I went to Seattle, I saw TSA people wearing masks. I saw people in the airport wearing masks. Actually, I was about to wear a mask to the airport, but I forgot it. So I didn't really have an option at that point. But at this point, masks are just a thing. And also, as I learned last week, like thankfully this week was better, but there's not a whole lot going on right now. And there's also election stuff happening. So... Typically, in an election year, which is not this year, is next year, but all of the things are starting to ramp up for the election right now, and we're hearing more about it, 
Things get crazy during an election year, as we all saw in 2020. And there's not a whole lot to talk about right now. And since the COVID-19 lockdowns happened before, it's a really good way for people to scare people, like people in power, people in the media, to just take a story, run with it, and scare us all. Because it was, I mean, and I don't, <clears throat> I don't want to be one of those people that are like, they took away our freedoms. Because people are getting sick and dying, and I understand, and it needed to happen at the time. But enough is known about COVID now, and enough can be done about it, that we don't need mass lockdowns anymore. So if you heard about us getting locked down in the fall, don't worry, we won't be. And honestly, if we were, it would be a huge mistake. The economy tanked. People, homeless people, like what I talked about last week, are everywhere. People losing their jobs, losing their homes. We still can't recover from it. Like, we're still trying to recover from the lockdown three and a half years ago. So there's no way in hell they're going to be doing it to us again. They're just going to hang it over our heads and scare us with it. Is basically all they're going to do. And again, enough is known about it at this point. We don't need those. So from factcheck.org, no lockdowns this fall. All right, moving on. What the hell <laughs> happened at Burning Man this year? So if you live under a rock, Burning Man is a utopian festival that people go to the desert Nevada. They call it the playa and they party and they do drugs and they burn like a, what a semblance of a man, Burning Man, you know. So this year there was a bunch of rain and it turned it basically into a toxic, muddy wasteland. So, um, according to Vox.com, Burning Man's reputation collapsed faster than a tent in a mudslide after this year's annual gathering began with a controversial climate protest that blocked the passage into the space and ended early with a dramatic rainfall that blocked the passage out of it. The rain turned Black Rock City and the surrounding desert or the playa into a sludgy wasteland and left tens of thousands of wealthy sojourners literally stuck in the mud. On Friday, September 1st, after most of the scheduled events and live performances were canceled due to weather, Burning Man organizers closed routes in and out of the area, forcing attendees to stay behind, ration their food, or else find alternative routes. Some, like Diplo and Chris Rock, hitched rides with strangers to make it out, but many others were forced to wait until the main road opened on Monday. During the days-long chaos, wild rumors spread of Ebola contagion, which was false and mud that gave attendees chemical burns, which is true. It's called playa foot, and it results from the alkaline soil touching the skin. So basically, these rich people spend, it says, between $200 and $2,800 a ticket. I'll talk about this video in a second. To go party in the mud and burn the fuck out of their feet, which to me sounds like a bad time. I've never been a festival person, and I... Uh, do not understand partying in the desert with drugs and you have to, like, pee in a bucket. I don't understand. I'm not going to go. 
I don't have the money to go. <laughs> so when I first heard about this, I was like, yeah, probably. I mean, that's what happens, right? But actually, I mean, the whole thing is pretty crazy. There's been comparisons made to Firefest, and if you don't know what Firefest is, you also live under a rock. Firefest is basically this festival that was painted out to be this grandiose, super nice and accommodating and nice little cabanas and working bathrooms and when everybody got there it was tents and porta potties and it was a disaster so you know this sounds very much like firefest um vox goes on to say one person died due to a suspected drug overdose while at the fest and the new york times reported on tuesday that attendees in defiance of the organizing principles of the event had left behind massive amounts of waste including belongings and abandoned vehicles all of which organizers will be responsible for removing with the climate protesters who kicked the whole week off objecting to the event's harmful environment impact environmental impact it's hard to see the fest through its initial rose-colored glasses so i guess they have a pack it in pack it out rule and people just didn't pack it out they left their cars they left their cars i mean i guess you can't drive your car in the mud i don't really understand the whole leaving your cars thing but basically this burning man fiasco i had to talk about it because they were literally stuck in the mud they're stuck at burning man could you imagine going to I feel like I say this a lot. Imagine yourself in this position. But truly, imagine yourself going to a festival in the desert and then not being able to leave. That sounds like my worst nightmare. <laughs> Getting stuck in places for me, like where I can't leave or I can't get myself home, is my worst nightmare. And this sounds terrible. There's a TikTok video on this on this article that says when your dad pays 7k for his first burning man experience and is now stuck in the apocalyptic trenches and it's showing like the tents and all of these people running around in mud and just muck and nasty and i guess it's burning their feet i mean burning man you call it burning feet that was crazy. So I uh, saw this post on Instagram and it said the only thing worse than being stuck at Burning Man is being stuck in a conversation with somebody who's been to Burning Man. And I thought it was pretty funny. I knew one girl who had gone and honestly, she didn't talk about it that much. She was kind of a more hippie-esque type, those kinds of people that go and you know she was cool she did fire hoops and stuff like that but I really haven't been in a conversation with somebody about Burning Man so I wouldn't really know but I thought it was pretty funny and this whole thing isn't funny I'm not laughing at people getting stuck at Burning Man and having their feet burned and dying over a drug overdose or anything like that but I just know that when I heard about it I was like yeah that's like, why I don't go to those things? <laughs> because it sounds terrible and I can't afford it. You will never find me at at no Coachella. You won't find me at no Burning Man. You won't find me at no EDC. You won't find me at no Electric Forest. Like, I'm not going. Especially now. Like, I bought tickets one year to Decadence in Denver. And um, I didn't go. I ended up selling the tickets. But, you know... Burning Man, mud, muck, nasty, waste, and water, and 
feet burning. It sounds like a great time. So, you know, if you were considering going to Burning Man, uh, here's your, here's your sign to say, fuck it. (laughs) You might as well go. If you want to go that bad, you might as well go because these people had a great time in the mud. Okay. On to the next article that is currently loading. This is from CNN Business. Again, I don't subscribe to news outlets. I don't know. I've said this before. I don't know which news outlet is what side of the political spectrum. And personally, I don't care. I tend to just look for articles that are trustworthy and legit. As I learned in school, to only look for articles that are like real basically so cnn business it is says uber will now let teens ride in cars alone and now this article is from may however i woke up yesterday and i turned the tv on for my dog so he doesn't bark when i go to the gym and i was going to the gym i had the tv on and the today show was talking about this uber for teens and in my opinion say no more I'm not on board, (laughs) truly. So the CNN article says Uber is rolling out new features to make it easier for people of all ages to access its ride hailing services, including an option that will let teens under the age of 18 ride alone for the first time. In an annual product event on Wednesday, why is there an article or why is there an ad? Hold on. Oh, no. What is going on? Stop talking to me. Article. Okay. (laughs) Sometimes my computer has a mind of its own. Anyway, (laughs) at its annual product event on Wednesday, Uber unveiled a new teen accounts feature, which allows teens between the ages of 13 and 17 to hail rides and be in the car on their own. Their parents and guardians can also monitor them remotely through the app. Um, okay. (laughs) I have dug into it a little bit. And I don't know. I'm just going to keep going. The new option rolls out on May 22nd in more than a dozen metro areas, including the United States and Canada, including you nor- Wow. Oh, it's really early here. Including New York, Atlanta, Dallas, and Houston with plans to launch in more cities in the coming weeks. It goes on to say... The new accounts, including a unique PIN number that teens will have to give their driver before embarking in an in-app audio recording of the ride. A live trip tracking feature also lets the parents follow trip's progress via the Uber app, and parents can contact the driver directly during the trip as well as contact Uber support team. Okay. I can appreciate the steps taken to ensure the safety of the teens that use this feature. However, it still doesn't seem foolproof. Predators know how to get after your children regardless of what safety measures are in place. You are not in the car with your child, therefore, you are taking a risk, and I personally do not believe that risk is worth it. There is a very, very famous example of this, and I hate talking about it. I hate bringing it up because it does hit close to home with the industry that I work in, and this very famous person was molesting children while their parents were in the room okay their parents were in the room and this person still found a way to do it to hundreds hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of children 
And this person was a professional. He worked for one of the most highly respected organizations of this country in one of the most highly respected parts of that organization. And he still did it with their parents in the room. If you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. And if you don't, take a sift through Google. You'll figure it out real quick. Especially when I said it, it's close to home. Um, there is no stopping these people. If somebody can do it with their parents in the room, somebody's going to figure out a way to do it with your parents not in the car. I just think this is the worst idea. This is the worst idea that Uber has ever had. And that I, I don't even get in an Uber by myself. Like I've done it before. I've got, I take Lyft. I don't take Uber, but I've gotten in a Lyft by myself before. And it, thankfully I had like a woman the first time and like a, I had a, a nicer guy the second time. I think I've only done it a handful of times. I do not like getting into cars with strangers by myself because, you know, as children, we were told to not get into a car with strangers. And now we are just willingly throwing our kids into a car with a stranger when we're not there just to combat the fact that your teenagers have busy lives and you can't drive them around. Figure it out. I was a teenager once. My dad worked from sunup to sundown. My mom worked from 6 a.m. to 5.30 at night. And I still got to where I needed to go. I was either walking or they, my mom was driving me. Don't think for a second that my mom would have put me in a car with a stranger. Absolutely not. And... It just blows my mind that parents these days, I guess, I don't even know if it's parents these days or if it's just the days, the days of technology, the days of everybody being so busy that you're so busy that you can't drive your kid. You're willing to put them in a car with a stranger. You had a child to protect that child. And now you're going to put that child in a potentially dangerous situation where something bad could happen to them in the name of you being too busy and their lives being too crazy. Get a friend. Have a neighbor drive them. Somebody you trust. Do not put your child in the car with a stranger. I do not care what safety measures are in place. This says, at Wednesday's event, Uber CEO Dara Dara... I'm going to butcher this name, Cross. I'm not even going to try, framed the option as helping families manage the craziness of juggling getting their kids around and stressed the company's safety features to ensure that parents can have peace of mind. I guess they can call these people, they can track it, they can only highly experienced and highly rated drivers will be eligible to complete trips with teens. And there's other things they can follow the route and all this stuff but if it you know if it turns around if it goes a different way the parents are notified there's just not enough time in between something happening and the phone call you know there's just not enough time people who are going to take advantage of this and I'm not saying it's every driver I'm sure 
that most of these drivers are good candidates for this. However, the people that aren't are going to find their way in and they're going to work quickly because that's how it works. And I was shocked yesterday when this story came on the Today Show. I was like, what are we doing? We are throwing 13-year-olds into cars with strangers. I don't know. It blew my mind. I had to talk about it. I, um, yeah, I had to talk about it. I couldn't, I couldn't let this go because I work with kids. As you guys know, I have a very, I have a very strong opinion about children and certain topics. This is one of them. Don't put your kid in a car with a stranger. Seriously. Um, okay. So that's pretty much all I had to say. Don't put your kid in a car with a stranger. I don't know how many times I have to say that. Please just don't. And if you're a kid listening, don't get into a car with a stranger. Walk. I walked everywhere as a teenager. I was walking. My parents were working. I was walking. I walked everywhere. And it was amazing that I was still kind of junky because I was walking everywhere. And even still, that's kind of dangerous. But... It's more dangerous to be trapped in a car with somebody that you don't know. And I feel like that is a very, I understand the concept. However, I think in practice, there's always those bad apples in there. There's bad apples in there for adults. You know, I've heard horror stories about Ubers and I'm sure there's horror stories about Lyfts, but I take Lyft specifically because I've heard more horror stories about Ubers. Um, And... Uh, like for adults like adult women get you know harmed in ubers and stuff like that so imagine what would happen to a child i don't know i don't agree with it i don't agree with it and there's not going to be covid19 lockdowns and don't go to burning man basically Alrighty, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for all of your support. Next week, I'm hoping to have a guest on my friend, the myth, the legend, the married friend, (laughs) my friend Brendan, hopefully will come on next week. And we will probably just bullshit. I do have an article for him that he doesn't know about. (laughs) And it's an old article. It's not new, but I heard it on the basement yard they were talking about it when it was joe and danny i'm going back through their old episodes right now they talked about this article and of course i had to pull it up and sure enough it's a real article and i am going to get his reaction to it but i'm not going to tell him about it beforehand he's gonna hear it as he's sitting at my kitchen table and we're going to talk about it and we're going to talk about a lot of other things. So stay tuned for that next, next week. Thank you guys for all of your support so far. I am beyond grateful and I'm really excited for the future. Please go follow me on Spotify and rate five stars Please follow me on Instagram at Talking Headlines Pod and TikTok. My TikTok is a wasteland, or a, yeah, like a like a barren wasteland. I've got one follower. I've got some likes. My videos get 
between 500 and 700 views, which is totally fine. I uh, just got on TikTok because of the exposure. I don't really know how to use it. I do, but I'm going to keep posting on there. You can follow me on TikTok if you want, but I don't scroll on TikTok because even when I open it and I go to post something, it is. There are some lives out there that are scary. And I am a grown adult and I am scared of some of these TikTok lives that I see. So you can go follow me on TikTok if you want. I post my clips there. And if you don't know, the way that I do this. So basically, I'm about to out myself and my secrets. I feel like it could be looked at as ghetto or genius, depending on how you look at it. So right now I'm recording in the dark in the morning, but I like to post clips so that you guys get a preview as to what I'm going to talk about. So I can't record and film at the same time, and I do not have all of the fancy-dancy equipment. I don't have a lot of the fancy-dancy equipment that I need just yet. And as far as being able to record and film... And also, I'm not really a camera person, like, I can take my own selfies and that's fine, but as far as videos go, I tried a YouTube channel a while back, and it was just nerve-wracking, and I don't know how to edit videos, and I know that I can learn, I realize that, but, you know, maybe I'll put a video aspect into this podcast later on, but I do like to post clips so that you guys, you know, can see what I'm gonna be talking about, or at least hear it. If somebody hasn't listened before, they can hear it for the first time, so I record the clip, and then I record the show. So I put the clips on TikTok, basically is what I do, and some other little random things that I find. I don't really know the value that TikTok has in my venture right now, but I'm going to keep posting and just kind of see what happens. That's kind of the whole shtick with this podcast. I'm just going to keep posting and see what happens. Ultimately, I want this to be my, what I do in, by June would be cool is the goal. So, you know, thank you so much for all your support so far. That was a ram, a rambling rant, (laughs) but I hope you guys enjoyed the episode and I hope you guys can rest easy knowing that we are not going to be locked down for COVID again. And I will see you guys next Monday.